Today's episode of the Black Flag Podcast is brought to you by Evan Orvath of Solero Commerce. We're coming to you live from the Solero Commerce compound as always. They've been with us since the very beginning. If you own a small business that accepts debit or credit cards, you gotta check them out. Contact Evan Orvath or get in touch with one of us and we'll get you a free second opinion on your current merchant service provider. Also, if you're tired of all those ad reads and random crap that shows up when you're looking to buy or sell your car parts, Rhino Classifies was created just for you. Welcome to a streamlined buying and selling app created by racers for racers and race fans. Modified cars, classic cars, race cars, that special big block you need, the trailer you move to move your baby around the country in, we got you at Rhino Classifieds. Go to rhino.co, R-Y-N-O, now and sign up for a free account. Post for free and get a free chance to win a badass UTV. Today's episode is also brought to you by PlanBSales.com and CircleBDieCast.com. If you're looking for any diecasts or any other NASCAR memorabilia, be sure to check them out. Use promo code BFP123 for free shipping on orders over $20. Brad Keselowski is going to be shown the black flag. It's the Black Flag Podcast. Every fucking week. Fuck, I hate my fucking job. Race analysis. Yeah, we're only girls pull hair, so. Maggie forgets that if they changed the rules and took the champion's provisional away, he wouldn't have been able to race the last two years, so. Uh... Occasional alcohol consumption. Uh, Jimmy Johnson is on pit road because I think he's the leader. And calling people on their shit. It refrains me from not beating the shit out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. This week's Black Flag Podcast is now in session. Hey, we had some out we beat him so it's all good uh, all right boys and girls welcome to episode 121 of the black flag podcast as always i am charlie sanborn at c sanborn iii you are brad saucer at b sauce 96 together we are at black flag pod on all things social media that's a twitter account that's an instagram account that's a facebook account more importantly that is on patreon so if you head on over to where the fuck you get your apps from look up patreon and then search for black flag podcast that'll get you 20 percent off all merchandise plus some extra content and uh, just an all-around better way to try and get a hold of us or talk to us or just have us ignore you another uh, way. Uh, that being said, uh, we are back here at the Solero Commerce Compound. It is a Wednesday, though, uh, so we're going to come to you at midweek here for uh, to be able to drop on a Sunday. Uh, but what I can promise you, though, is that what you are about to hear is probably one of our better interviews for sure. Uh, we got the spotter of the number 23, 23, 11, uh, Toyota Camry for Bubba. Uh, I almost said Bubba Pollard. That's not who that is. It's Bubba Wallace. Uh, but we got to talk to Freddie Kraft, uh, and I thought that that was pretty fucking cool. Who also spots for Jeb Burton and Derek Krause. Um, mind, mind you, um, Derek Neeland lives 20 minutes from here. Yeah. And it was easier to get Freddie Kraft on the show than it Derek Neeland. Well, last time we were supposed <laughs> to have Derek Neeland on the show, we had him penciled in. We were ready to go, and then we both got COVID, and he well. unfortunately couldn't come because covid is a big deal so uh was a big deal but yeah so i would say at the very least it's on our mount rushmore of shows it was a good one i don't know what would be better <laughs> i can't i like, just none come to mind that would be a better show uh altogether but yeah it's a little bit of everything was talked about it's worth your time it was just enough because like charlie had a ton of racing questions and i had completely almost damn near nothing racing to talk about other than maybe this week's past this well, past I, week at national i think it but. was a good blend because i had the racing thing like you were talking about but you had the the other aspect of it plus you listen to them on door bumper clear every week oh yeah i don't i don't really get the opportunity to listen to anything during my week because i i, I deal with um, face-to-face interactions with humans so i don't really get to plug in all that often but 
Um, it was a very good blend of questions and buffoonery, if you will. Uh, Freddie Freddy seems like a time. I feel like we, we wouldn't have a shitty time if we had one that we could remember. Uh, yeah, I was about to say, he he is a time. We've had a We've had a time or two, but allegedly we just don't necessarily remember it. Um, we did. There was some housekeeping to keep up for, not to keep up, I guess, to to talk about from last week that we completely missed. Um, somehow, some way, we never brought up the fact that at Hudson there was three divisions racing, and all three winners had BFP stickers on the car. Oh, good for us. Um, Jimmy Renfrew won his first act race, I believe, first act sanctioned race. Um, and uh, yeah, obviously Joey Pole and. AJ Cates picked up his first pass mod. That win. did happen. So all three of those guys had uh, BFP stickers on their cars. So that was cool. There was a bit um, of BFP on BFP violence, though. The, two friends of the program that don't have BFP stickers on the car. Right. So that's probably why what happened happened. Um, Maybe if they had BFP stickers on that, they would have had a better day. Exactly. Exa- exactly. It, it used to be a sign of you're either going to flip or crash really hard. Now it just turns into you're going to win with BFP. Apparently, yeah. So maybe yeah, if or, they did. Or you're going to win but get credited with second like Alex Moore did in the trucks at Oxford. You see that little drama on the face space there this was, week. There was drama so, at the Oxford? So there was very close. So those trucks obviously don't run transponders, the little four-cylinder buggy deals that yep, I used to run. Yep, yep, so yep, yep. Ryan Farrar, very good at what he does. Uh, he and uh, Is that the guy Alex, that has the, the truck that sits on his trailer in his front yard all uh, week and doesn't touch it and wins every race somehow? Uh, uh-huh. I believe so. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he... And Alex Moore apparently were in a, in, a, in a stiff battle, if you will. Spirited bout. Stiff. I like the, the stiff, stiff one. So uh, Alex Moore was on the outside. Ryan Farr was on the bottom. Alex Moore made it way wide coming out of four to the line. As and if you're watching the video, just to the naked eye watching the video, I was like, it looked like the orange truck was ahead. But he was also the closer truck. So I'm like, eh. I mean, you, you call it. They, they gave Ryan Farr the win. Okay, he wins a uh, fuck ton, so that makes sense, I guess. Alex has won once, I believe. Um, so I'm like, you know, it, it is what it is. Well, then he posts a screenshot of the video of them hitting the line, and you can see that the orange truck's bumper, which is Alex, is over the line, and Ryan Farrar's not at the line yet. So technically he won, was credited with second. He wasn't really causing a fuss, but he did post just post a picture. Didn't really say much about it. Wasn't like, I deserve this win um, like other people would, I would think. Um, but, you know, he's a friend of the program. I don't think the other feller there is, so, you know, it would have been another win for BFP. Not, not that he isn't. We just we don't know that he is. No, but and Alex also said that he had a BFP sticker printed up and put on his truck for that week, so it would have been cool to, to you know, have him be credited with the win with, with a bigger BFP sticker on. Yeah, but, you know, some, sometimes shit just happens, man. But, yeah, those, that was the only two things that I really had. Chaz Briggs picked up a win uh, with a BFP sticker. He did. Yeah. A lot of good racing last week, or this was, past week. It was great. And we forgot, we, we forgot Tony Ricky on number 20s. <laughs> we were called out on Facebook. Did by we Kevin forget? Nobley. Weird, you did know? Did we forget? Well, I mean, I forgot. Got a comment out of it. That's all that matters. When I, yeah, when I saw it, I was like, geez, we are some <laughs> stupid. I mean, we were probably still drunk from, from drinking with, with uh, Tony there the night before. So. Yeah, that did happen. Yeah, we were pretty aggressively aggressive. Yeah. Aggressively aggressive. So when people are hearing this, it'll be Sunday afternoon. So where will we have been? And that we will recap at some point. I don't fucking know if I'm going anywhere. Either. I'm going to Beechridge if I go anywhere. Yeah. I might. It's, if I, if somehow, it some is a, way. It is an off quiet week. If somehow, some way, I end up getting some money deposited in my account that's owed to me, I might take the trip up the Cant Cagamus and uh, make, <laughs> myself, specific make myself make uh, myself 
visible at the the White Mountain Motorsports Park, but um, that's just because Riley's, Riley's racing and the oh. now car legends are there, and I, I don't mind watching a legend. I like car. a legend car. Yeah, you never know when when you're just gonna touch wheels and end up in the grandstands. Yeah, uh, mm. or a Christmas tree shop, or both. Hmm. Mm. Would yeah. be aggressive if you hit the grandstands and bounced into the Christmas tree shop. It is quite the. All hike. of a sudden, you're looking at like woven baskets or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're <laughs> and like a, like a like a like I don't what what do they sell there like Axe body wash that's half used <laughs> like <laughs> maybe an Easter egg coloring book your head is just stuck in a hamper yeah because <laughs> <laughs> you missed turn four oh, oh yeah well, you'll have that on them bigger jobs yeah 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 so sure. this is this is one of our best interviews yeah to date for sure yeah, you're gonna have a great time we're not it. we're not gonna keep you guys from it too much longer. Uh, just uh, listen to it, have a good time. But before you do, or even after you do, make sure you head on over to uh, planbsales.com. Use promo code BFP123. Uh, if you're going to wear eyeglasses or sunglasses of some sort, make sure you go with fat heads. Uh, additionally to that, what else do I have to say here? If you got stuff to sell, Rhino Classifieds. Rhino Classifieds, obviously. R-Y-N-O. If you need co. any uh, merchandise, go to the Graphics Coop. If you're, if you're wondering what the fuck's going on, uh, like we always are, any racing news, great place to find out what the fuck's going on. They can't really give you much life advice, I don't think. No. Um, God, but you, you can try. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's... I got that. Was, think, that, good, was I, that good housekeeping? I think we touched the all the bases. Clean? Well, no. The floor is not clean. No, are the, are but, the cabinets dusted? No. Also, no. no. All right. Well, yeah. Enjoy this interview with Freddie Kraft and... Uh, Hopefully your Monday doesn't suck. Uh, on the show here this week, uh, this is episode 121. Uh, that being said, on the other side of the, the Zoom call here, we do have uh, NASCAR super spotter wearing uh, – you got shit all over your hat, unfortunately. They're wearing a Giants hat there. Uh, he's got a pretty pretty aggressive beer there. We actually met you in person for the first time down in Daytona. Uh, we, we indulged in the Oyster Pub. Uh, but from there, you are Freddie Kraft. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on? Yeah, I don't. I mean, you call Oyster Pub, I guess, was close by. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> it was right around the corner, right? Yes, yeah, somewhere. Right. So <laughs> what's going on? Uh, so where where do you where are you living these days? Are you down down south? Where are you? Yeah, I'm in Mooresville. Yeah, same as everybody else. It seems like that works in our industry. Well, uh, so, except well, for our buddy Derek. Yeah, except for yeah. Derek. But we'll dive into that later. So. Uh, all of that being said, you are you are a NASCAR super spotter with the rest of them. I'm sure you're the guy with a, with a cool backpack and all the radios and all that stuff. So uh, before we get too far into it, let's start from the beginning, man. Who who the fuck is Freddie Kraft for those that have never heard of you? Man, so like you said, I spot for Bubba Wallace on Sundays. I spot for Jeb Burton on Saturday, Derek Krause on the truck races. Uh, man, grew up Riverhead Raceway. My dad was a multi-time figure eight champion there. Uh, when I was, he ran, my dad actually won the last race at Islip Speedway. Like they ran the, they ran basically modifieds and figure eights the last night. Modified race was first, the figure eight race was last. So my dad's claim to fame is he took the, the last victory lap around Islip Speedway before it shut down. Uh, so just grew up in it, man. I was born in 82 and that, when they closed that place down, started going to Riverhead every Saturday forever and ever and ever. And, uh, just kind of, I started racing a little bit sucked didn't have the time didn't want to do it didn't want to put the money into it so i figured i'd let other people pay me to help them instead so that's how i became a spotter there and then just kind of worked my way up the ladder so how do you how do you dive into your first spotter gig i mean you're already at the racetrack right so is somebody like hey here's a radio figure it out yeah basically a buddy of mine jared hayes uh he's he runs up there once in a while uh, some granite stuff um 
he, you know, he had a blunderbuss car, which is like a fucking Cadillac, you know, and it's 4,500 pounds. And that's, that was like the entry level division at Riverhead. And uh, he decided he was going late model racing. And when he went late model racing, he needed a spotter. And I was like, yeah, why not? The hell with it. I'll do it. So then I did that and just kind of worked my way up to some modified teams and, and work from there. This whole deal here is actually, it was supposed to be like a, we're, we're supposed to be, you know, arguing, I guess, about which tracks better Thunder Road or Riverhead, in our opinion. Charlie obviously wasn't part of that Twitter thread, but uh, we, we at least both agreed that Stafford is the best short track in America. I don't think that you can beat that place. I know Charlie's biased towards Beatridge because that's his home track, but a lot of the modified guys aren't big fans of the uh, dirt pit area there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you guys said, though, it you know, it's it's all it's home bias. Like, obviously, I say short, I have to admit that Stafford is the best track in the country. My wife loves that because that's her home track. But like, if I had to pick between Stafford and Riverhead, I'm going to Riverhead every fucking time. So, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like, even though it's the best, I still love my place more. Um, But, you know, it's just, you you can't find a bad racetrack, really. It's hard. It's really hard to find a bad short track. Even if it's a shuttle, the race is still pretty good. Yeah. I mean, there is a place, I don't know if you guys ever been to Bethel. Uh, It's in upstate New York. And when I, we talk about shitholes, it's a shithole. <laughs> but I mean, still, it puts on a decent race. We went, we used to go there and they had a run what you run race in like December. That was, a, I mean, it was asphalt modifieds against street stocks and, and whatever else you could think up. And it was a shit show, but it, it was a shithole. But like I said, it was still fun to go and watch and hang out. But might have yeah. been a shithole, but it was someone's shithole. That's yeah, somebody, what I have to keep in mind every time. Somebody <laughs> somewhere loves that place. I guarantee it. Exactly. So, I mean, so you're, you're, you're hauling around the pits there. You're doing, you're doing super spotter things. You're, you're doing modified things. So how, I mean, obviously there's a, there's a, there's a gap here. How do you go from that to doing what you do on Sundays? Because that's, that's quite the jump from going to have, you have to literally go on a boat to go to this goddamn racetrack that you're talking to. <laughs> yeah. Now, so, you're, now you're traveling all over the fucking planet doing what you do. So you're like traveling. my, my first break was probably Eddie Partridge. Eddie Partridge hired me full-time to work in the shop and spot for the cars when Jimmy Blewett started driving on the tour. And then I just made a lot of connections there, especially at, uh, you know, Loudon and shit like that when we were at tracks where the cup guys were. And I met a guy named Mike Herman who was spotting for Ryan Priest at the time in, the, in Old Blue. And uh, he lived down here, and he was working for ARCA teams and, and other shit. So uh, <laughs> this is not going well. Bradley uh, like his IPA. Yeah, Bradley's <laughs> never liked an IPA. He's trying to stomach it because I didn't know we had Miller Lights upstairs. <laughs> Tastes a lot like soap. Not a big fan. I hate, I hate them. They're awful. It's it's like getting punished. It's like when my mom used to wash my mouth out with soap when I swore at five years old. Like, but now I'm doing it to myself on purpose. I can't do it. Ridiculous. If I'm gonna drink a beer, I want to drink thirty of them, not three. Yeah. At least good. Like yeah, no good. I feel like no beer really tastes that great, but no. it's just whatever you can suffer through for the next forty-five to hours. You know what I mean? And then you're that's why I never understood non-alcoholic beer. Who the fuck is drinking this shit for the flavor? (laughs) On purpose. (laughs) I tell you what, you know what beer does not taste good is Brightside IPA from Lone Pine Brewing Company, Portland, Maine. Yeah, we're probably probably never gonna get a sponsor for that. They're they're out. That's fine. No Um, no free ads. I mean, they can have that one for free. Yeah. Anyway, so, so sorry to cut you off there. Oh, we're good. I just saw Brad's face and I got worried there for a second. I <laughs> yeah. thought he was going down again. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, just so I hooked up with Herm. Herm got me hooked up with Bubba for K&N stuff. And when I, I did a year or two with Bubba and I was like, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move down here and work with this kid. And 
from there, just Arca racing, truck racing, just kind of step by step. And then finally, Tommy Baldwin, of course, was uh, the first guy to give me a chance in the Cup Series. Obviously, we have a, a tight connection from Long Island. I've known Tom, Tommy and my dad are really good friends. So that was just an easy deal to get, kind of, and uh, just kind of work my way up from there. So, but, so you've been with Bubba for a while then. You, yeah, I've been with Bubba for 12 years now. So you guys must just – he must know what you're going to say before you say it at this point then. Right? Yeah, it's, it's like, like being married. I have, I have two wives. I have Megan and Bubba, and <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know who I get along with worse at times. But uh, yeah, it's it's we can read each other's minds. We can, you know, it's it's second and second nature to us. I've always thought that, that that's it's always an interesting relationship, the the driver to spotter, because it's it's one of the very few uh, positions in a, at a racetrack where you don't really just want to throw anybody in that situation because, you know, maybe I don't know the communication or your style of communication or whatever it may be. So um does Bubba like you to talk a lot what does he like want you to shut up what's he like what, what's what does he like that maybe other guys don't different things at different times really you know if we're if and you you, you know this you know in a race car like if you're if you're running the guy down in front of you you don't need me to tell you that you're catching him you know you see it you want to focus in on on just doing the same shit over and over again and, and running them down now if something's going wrong and we're not running well maybe I need to talk more to move his line around or or just make adjustments on you know his throttle, we obviously have that SMT shit now where we can see everybody's throttle trays, braking trays, steering trays. I can tell them exactly what Denny Hamlin's doing that he can maybe try. So, like, if things aren't going great, probably talk less. If things are going good, kind of just let him do his thing and, and keep rolling. But it, it kind of varies from place to place. Do you ever find yourself having to be a cheerleader for him at all? You know, get him up on the wheel? Sometimes. I mean, it's, it's rare. It's rare, but it happens. You know, it's sometimes, and sometimes it's, it's different with other guys, too. I spot for you know, 10 different other guys all year long. And some guys you need to push. All right, let's get going here, you know, and then there's other guys you need to slow them down a little bit uh, like Krause most of the time. Um, but, you know, it's, it's just give just different guys. You got to get used to different shit. Talking about Nashville, like it was cool. I mean, well, for a little bit, see Derek Krause running better. Cause going into like, I play DraftKings a ton. And like, I always focus on these guys that are like maybe someone that no one's ever heard of, or like, at least they don't have like, good runs consistently. Well, Derek was always one of those kids that was like, it seemed to be like he would outperform his equipment week in and week out. And this year has been so bad uh, for him, obviously. And that, that didn't go so well at, at Nashville. It did for a little while, but the racing at Nashville was way better than I expected. I mean, I don't remember it back in the day um, really all that much. I think that that was one of those times that you'd look at on, on the TV, like, and uh, maybe DVR it, not really tune in and, uh, and watch it live because, you know, it was, kind of a snooze fest like i remember when they announced that corey lajoy said that you're gonna have to get the wide nozzle uh, pj1 sprayer out there but it seemed like they were able to work the top at least in the truck race it was cool to watch priest wheeling and, and kind of just methodically you know putting himself in in areas where he could get runs on grand infinger there how was how was the racing yeah it was way better it used to be a fight for the bottom and then once you got to the bottom you just rode around followed the guy or you wanted to move him out of the way um they used that resin stuff this time and well, i don't know what the difference was between it and the pj1 that they use at the asphalt tracks but you know the the resin promoted different lanes the pj1 seems like all right we're gonna run the bottom until somebody moves up and gets the pj1 rolling okay then we're all gonna go to the pj1 like it this was way different where you could still move around and have speed in different lanes so that was great uh i was super pessimistic i was talking shit about it on dbc for like three weeks i'm like this is gonna suck and I look like an idiot, but it's fine. I'd rather look like an idiot and have a good race than say, oh, we're going to have a great race and it sucks. So 
uh, it was, I thought it was great racing. Uh, unfortunately, we fucking wrecked, I wrecked the fuck out of Derek down the back straightaway trying to get in a hole that I shouldn't have. Um, but it was, it was, he had a good day. Our pit crew was, was really good. I think we came in leading one time, went out six. Then we came in third, went out 17. So they were, they were having a good day. But, uh, yeah, so Krause and then just the rest of the weekend went to shit from there. But it was, uh, it was, it was a fun trip. I can tell you that much. No, I bet. So, <laughs> so obviously, again, doing what you do, it's, it's a unique, uh, it's a unique position within a race team, obviously, right? So, uh, say the guys go in, they have a bad pit stop drivers having a you know a shitty time doing this that the other thing do you find yourself you know experiencing the same like i'm having a bad fucking day right now with everybody else or are you able to kind of set back a little bit because you are not only halfway across the racetrack or whatever do you get to unplug it all from that once the race is over or do you just dive right back into it and you have a shitty time with the rest of the guys or how's that I work think the, i think the way that it goes for me is i have to forget shit like friday night literally like there was a whole we tried to get in it. The hole closed up. I called outside, but Derek was trying to get up when I heard, told him to get up. So we wrecked and it sucked. Like I felt like shit the whole ride to the airport uh, hotel. And I was like, damn it. But then I, you got to switch it off because I got to go work for a whole other team tomorrow, a different team. And, and they, I can't carry that shit over to them. You know, the Sundays, it's like our Sunday was a fucking disaster. We got hit with shit. Like shit was flying to the air, hitting our car in the roof. Like it, and you'll carry that one. But it is again, there's nothing you can do about it. So there's no reason to dwell on it. I mean, if you fuck up, yeah, you're going to be pissed off about it all week. But it's not like you're going to, you know, if we ran like shit, it's not really got nothing to do with me. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of it is, too, we're, we're, we're different, like you guys said. So when you see, like, these teams go out, like the A-team guys, all the mechanics, they'll hang out with their own team. Like the spotters, I mean, you guys have probably seen it. We all hang out with each other. You know, it's, you know, it's a – you guys have your own little world for sure. Yeah, it's like a little fraternity, you know, and like we don't hang, we hang out more with other spotters than we do our own teams. A lot. I mean, I hang out with other spotters all the time and I, I haven't been to dinner with my team yet this year. So why, you know, why would you say that is though? It's just because we're not in the garage working with them guys, you know, and it, we're on the roof, we're on the roof together with the other spotters all day for three days. You know, when we used to practice, it'd be four or five days for 12 hour days. So you just, you just know those guys better. Those are the guys you're going to hang out with versus, I mean, there's guys on my team that don't even know their name. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's guys – I couldn't tell you. A lot of that's due to COVID, and we weren't allowed in the garage for a year now. So, you know, I'll, I'll get to know all of them more now that we can go back down there. But it's just it's just always the way it's been. I'm, we're just all a tight-knit group up there, and we kind of take care of each other, hang out with each other. So so it's more like a distance thing and being away from the team, unlike a, like a goalie in hockey where everyone just knows the goalie's weird and they all, you know, <laughs> they're all nutcases and no one really understands them. You guys are just a tight bunch up there on top I, of the I room. was a goalie. That's why, that's why he's doing <laughs> yeah. it. That's why Brad is being a cop. Yeah, just that's little – Brad's being a cop. Little, little fraternity. <laughs> little fraternity. I'm sure it's easier to forget things in Nashville. I've never been to Nashville. I've never been to Pocono, but I'm assuming it's easier to forget things in Nashville than Pocono just based on – geography <laughs> it was a shit show and we had, we, had, we had sponsor events that we had to go to so that wasn't even like i could get out of them so it was an even bigger disaster but uh yeah it was uh we go so i made the mistake of bringing my wife there like i had a friend that played there and he'd been trying to get us to go forever and i was like no no whatever i don't want to go and one year, I'm like, all right, the hell with it. We'll go. It was like one off season. And now my wife wants me to take her back every fucking week. So, <laughs> like, we end up going, I don't know, we probably go two, three times a year when we can. Uh, so, it's super fun. I've made a lot of friends down there musician-wise and stuff. So, 
that that's another problem because then you want to hang out with them all the time when you should be going to bed. So it's just, uh, it's fun though, but I can't, we're going back in a month when I don't have to get up in the morning and that'll be way more fun. But, uh, it was definitely a good time to be at. Yeah. I had, I had some FOMO looking at like Snapchat stories and Instagram stories from all of our friends that we've made down there. Just everyone seemed like they're having a good time. And I'd wake up in the morning at like seven in the morning and it seemed like they were still out like partying. I'm like, what the fuck? Like I, I fucked up bad. We were going to go to Pocono too. We are going to Nashville was never really on the table, but it's definitely a trip that I want to make here it soon because i'm sure like you know we had we had a good time in daytona but i can only imagine that nashville is is a better probably a better time i would assume uh, <laughs> i would it's, say it's a different time it's, it's a different time, time. So daytona daytona is hard to beat daytona is uh i do the same like I, it's hard to do this anywhere else i do the same exact fucking thing every night in daytona and it's amazing like you know <laughs> yeah oyster pub if you need to find me i'm the easiest <laughs> fucking person to find I'm at the actual Oyster Pub, like the real Oyster Pub. I'll be there. And then maybe I walk down the street a little bit at the end of the night. And but, there's a place. But the greatest part is that you walk down that street, you can go right or left. And it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. So I'd never been to Daytona before. Charlie had been once. And so uh, our Airbnb, I like sent him the location when he was coming down. And I sent it to our buddy, Sean Foster. And Sean goes, oh, boy. And I'm like. <laughs> What? And he goes, you're within walking distance to the, the Oyster Pub. And I'm like, really? And we get there. And then for the next 11 nights, we all did the exact same thing. We'd Every come night. back to the, we'd come back Every to our Airbnb. Night. We'd regroup. We we're supposed to have like no more than four people in our Airbnb. We always had 25. Yeah. And we would, no just, less. <laughs> no we would less. just wander down the same exact street at, at one in the morning after New Smyrna and shut the place down. See, the problem with Daytona is the night has only just begun at 2 a.m. It, it is that only is, just started. Yeah, nothing ever good happens past two a.m. If you watch How I Met Your Mother, that's just how. It, that's just how <laughs> life works. Um, but yeah, no, that that was a clusterfuck of a week. That whole. Uh, I'm still. I, I will never financially recover from it. I don't. Oh, know. No. That's, you got to be careful. They, they they make credit cards for next year. Right. <laughs> we'll, we'll definitely be back next year. We've we've made a decision that we're never not going to get that Airbnb, that same exact one. That is our house. Uh, it was it was it was pretty bad, but it was nice. It was it was nice. We were able to meet you there, and somehow you knew who the fuck we were. After, yeah, that, that didn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Don't don't ever bring Foster. That's all. I can say. <laughs> so, I, so you gotta so, ask him a you gotta ask him to tell you the story about when I spotted for him at Thompson. You spotted for Daddy. Our daddy? Yeah, that's that's our daddy. I was shit-faced. He ran a fucking, I don't even know, like an outlaw street stock or some bullshit. And it was him and uh, Tommy O'Sullivan. And it was just the two of them trying to kill. They were, all, like, they had a, they were like three seconds faster than the rest of the field. So they just ran side by side. And I was literally, he's like, will you spot? I'm like, it's Saturday night at the World Series. I'm like, yeah, but I'm going to be drinking. Like, it's, I don't care. <laughs> but I'll do it. But I'm going to be shit-faced. So then uh he's like i don't care he's like you know him you don't fucking give a fuck about nothing so he's like I don't. he's like you're better than half these guys are sober so who the fuck cares so <laughs> i'm sending the pictures all night and it's just the stack of cups i have with my headset on drinking and my wife sending the pictures he's like this is great and i just screamed run so it's like run them in the grass all race long like that's all i said the whole fucking race because we were on the top just run them in the grass <laughs> yeah just fucking run them in the grass all race long i was screaming it I'm like, run in the fucking grass. What are you doing? And I think we lost. I think Tommy beat us the fuck. But it, it makes sense. Depending, <laughs> depending on your perspective, nothing good happens at the World Series and nothing 
or nothing bad happens at the World Series. It's one of the two. It's a very fine line. Maybe this, both. We just stumbled. <laughs> we, we showed up this year and we became really good friends with like Matt Swanson and his whole crew. And so we were hanging out with them for a while. And everyone's like, oh, we're going to a bachelorette party. And we're like, OK. And so they like started walking away. And somehow we ended up over there. And uh, Cassie Rocco was throwing a bachelorette party for uh, fucking Matt Janish's now wife probably now, now I don't Mrs. Know. yeah apparently <laughs> and so we ended up there the whole entire night just getting shit faced there's there's photographic evidence everywhere and uh it was funny I, I was thinking about this when you were when uh, Doug was saying your story about uh you and a trash can in a toter home uh I will never be able to tell a story as good as Doug Kobe told that one so they can uh, listeners can all go back and listen to Doug Kobe on DBC um but I was thinking about it, I'm like what is the worst experience I've ever had drinking at a racetrack definitely this year's world series because everyone went to bed and it was like 4 30 in the morning and I was just wandering around by myself backpack cooler like I, we had a backpack cooler that was filled with ice at one point and and beers well the beers were gone there was still ice cold water in there. Well, I got back to the camper and the camper was packed full. And I'm like, shit, like, I don't want to walk in there and like not have a place to lay and just wake everyone up because there was dogs in there and shit. So I'm like, I'll just lay outside. So I literally laid underneath a folding table with my backpack cooler as a pillow. I fell asleep for 30 minutes and woke up drenched, covered in wet water. Thompson World Series. Wet water. Yeah. 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 As opposed well, to dry water. Oh, sorry. Cold water. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, cold water. I was going to say, so Thompson World Series, at the, the time of year it is, it's never actually warm outside. So the cold water and the wet water, definitely wet, uh, can confirm, definitely did not make for a good night. I, I sat, I ended up sitting in a folding chair until everyone else woke up and I went to bed after. I used to look forward to, I don't know if you guys, I don't know if you guys are around at all. This was back in fucking like 07, 08, maybe. I, I would have been um, 14, so no. <laughs> but, so we were at the we were at the World Series and John Blewett with John Blewett and Jimmy Blewett were driving the TSS Cake cars. So John's like, fuck it, let's finish this up and let's go fucking go watch these races, like the Saturday night features. So I'm like, all right, whatever. So we go down there and there's like a truck race, them fucking Neats trucks or whatever they are. So he's like, whoever wins this race, we're going to victory lane. And I'm like, who the fuck? Do you know anybody? He's like, no, I don't give a shit. We're going. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So it's <laughs> me, John, Jimmy. Yeah, Jeff Williams, and I think there was somebody else. I can't remember who right now. Um, but this guy wins. He's got no fucking crew. So now we, we're thinking a joke. We're going to be, like, mixed in with the crowd. We get out there. It's just us, the four of us. So I'm like, hands <laughs> us the fucking checkered flag. He's, we got pictures of it. So uh, John's like, fuck it. We're going the rest of the night. So there's whatever. There's 37 fucking races that night. So we're out <laughs> in victory lane for all of them, right? So everyone, it's just me, John, and Jimmy. Jimmy eventually had some guy. He's got him on his shoulders for the victory lane picture. Like, it was a fucking blast. Well, the next year is the year John got killed. So we get to the World Series, and Jimmy's like, yo, we got to do that again. And I'm like, okay. Well, then everybody that, like, our friends, like Doug and fucking Woody and a bunch of these guys had seen us do it the year before. So they're like, if you guys are doing that identity for John, we're fucking going. So now it turned into a disaster. <laughs> like, I'm talking, we had 50 fucking people in victory lane. Ben Dodge is like, he wanted to fucking kill us. Um, but it was like, we did that for like four or five years. And then we all kind of suddenly started racing, stopped racing and I moved away. So it's, it died off. But you talk about a fucking fun trip. I'll, I'll send you some pictures. Saturday night, the world series, like Brian Sullivan won. And there was more beer that shouldn't have been in the grandstand. Like we had snuck pack coolers of beer, like cans. And like, there's fucking beer cans flowing. Ben Dodge is like, you can't have that. Now you got it in my fucking pictures. I'm like, ah, sorry, Ben. But, uh, it was uh it was it was something else man for a while it was it was a lot of fun
So, so obviously you grew up on the short tracks, right? You, you, you do the, you do the riverhead thing. You, you did the ice slip thing. You, you do Thompson, Connecticut. So the New York, Connecticut area, all that stuff. Now we've talked with a lot of people before about, um, you know, the move. I, I like to call it the move. Everybody likes to come from, you know, up here and go down to North Carolina, exactly what you did. But it seems as though with that, there always comes a bit of a culture shock or a bit of a, maybe people aren't doing this for the love of it, but it's more of a transactional type thing. Is that something that you've noticed at all? Is that, is that, did you ever have that? Like, what the fuck? How, like how different is it down there compared to yeah. what so, you were doing? So what happened was I came down here for the North South with, I was with TS. I don't know who was driving, maybe Ronnie. Um, and I'm really tight with Georgie Brunholzer. We grew up together from Long Island stuff. So I went to stay at his house and I was staying there. I was like, and what, what do you pay for this place? And he told me what he paid. And then he told me like what he pays in taxes. And I was like, I'm not going home. How about that? <laughs> like, <laughs> so I would, I had been dating Megan for a couple of years and I was like, Hey, uh, I'm moving to North Carolina. <laughs> like, I don't know if you want to come or not. Cause she was still living in Connecticut and I was on the Island. So we were still having to travel either way. So I'm like, uh, I don't know if you want to go or not, but I'm, I'm moving to North Carolina. And I just pulled the trigger. And then, like you said, you get down here and you see, it's a little more cutthroat. It's a little more, of a job than it is a hobby, but, uh, you know, you just got to make it work for yourself and then figure out how to do it. Would, would you say that, that <clears throat> doing what you do makes it different though, as, as making it, you know, in terms of making it cutthroat and transactional and a job and stuff like that, because I mean, you're not having to really bounce from team to team in terms of, you know, having to have a job. I mean, you've had Bubba for a while now you've gotten to follow him through, um, so is it different for what you guys do as opposed to what maybe somebody turning a wrench or driving, you know, driving a steering wheel would do? Yeah, for sure. Like I knew that if I was going to do the work I was going to do, I had to be here. That was kind of the end all be all. I didn't know when I was going to make that move, but I knew that's what I had to do, you know? And it was just a case of like Derek and them got lucky. Derek, you know, Derek was here, you know, he got the opportunity to go back home now, but he was here. He had to be here to get some of the opportunities he got. And then he can transition back to Maine if he needed to. Um, but you know, so like, I think you gotta be here. You gotta make shit work for yourself. And then, you know, you're here now, now, now that you're here, you can go here, you know, you can go here, 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 jump on a plane in a whim. If somebody needs you to go on, you know, that's the biggest thing is I don't work during the week. You know what I mean? So I can jump on a plane and go to a test. I can jump on a plane and go run a fucking ARCA race on a Friday. You know what I mean? So we're way more flexible about schedule wise and I can bounce from team to team. I don't work for anybody, even to this day, like everything, my, all my work is all independent contracts. So I can do any kind of anything I want and work for any team I need to. I, I was going to say that that is, that is another thing that is very interesting to what you do as well too, because you know, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I know Derek pretty well. We, you know, we share a race shop and all that stuff. Literally our race cars are right next to each other. So um, it's very interesting hearing about the, business aspect of what you guys do too because again it is so different where you don't work for 2311 you know you work for freddy craft whatever it is i assume and then you get paid via wherever so i've always thought that that was very interesting too and then um you know there's much more of a business aspect to it in terms of that but your job doesn't suck at all like you you have a pretty cool fucking job especially to have three four days off every week so I tell everybody, like, we were some of the only people to ever benefit from COVID. Like, our schedule, I used to go, I used to be on the road. And, I mean, my job is not bad. But it does, you know, it's still a job. You know what I mean? And I tell everybody that there because they'll give a shit about, listen, I'm fucking a fat idiot that likes to drink all the time. So this job works out pretty well for me. But at the same time, like, 
just the amount of travel you had to do. Like we'd be leaving on, and like Derek's even worse. You know, he has an extra day on either side because he's got to fly commercial versus me jumping on a team plane. Uh, there's other guys, Tony Hirschman's another one that he flies from Pennsylvania. There's other guys. Um, so the travel sucked, you know, and it was a long time, you know, you're on the road. We had the same schedule. Basically I was working four or five days a week and then I'd have my Monday, Tuesday off just like you guys would have Saturday, Sunday off. Um, so, you know, but by no means am I working hard. No, I, I wouldn't trade my job for anything in the world. Um, so it's, it's fun. And like you said, though, it's a business and, and some guys there's different start, you know, different stories. There's guys that actually work for the team. That's either option. The team pays all their insurance and stuff like that. Luckily, my wife works for Fifth Third Bank. She has all her own insurance, so I don't need to. I can make, I can maximize the amount of money I make versus them having to pay some of my benefits off and stuff like that. So it's just, it's always like same thing, case by case basis. Everybody does differently, and and it's just whatever works best for you. That's that's really interesting to me. So, um, so so you're you're obviously your own little independent deal there, but you've you've gotten to see from the outside then some differences from different organizations. So you are very fortunate right now to be a part of the upbringing or up, you know, upward growth of what is, you know, Michael Jordan's little baby here with Denny Hamlin. So um, have you gotten to meet Michael? Have you gotten to do any of that cool stuff? And, and what's that like maybe participating with Bubba in teams with like where he was at KBM or, you know, doing cool stuff like that, as opposed to a complete fresh start now with a brand new team. Have you noticed anything different on your end? Yeah. So we, so I'm way more involved now than I ever have been. Um, I've not met Michael. I figure if I keep wrecking his race cars, he's going to want to meet me eventually, but uh, I hope that doesn't happen anytime soon. Uh, But no, like, so we have way more, like we were at RPM, obviously kind of a low budget team. Uh, KBM still kind of wasn't, you know, I wasn't involved as much maybe as Bubba was, but now it's like, we got meetings every Tuesday. We have, you know, group texts that we all chime into each other and talk to each other. So I'm now I'm way more involved with, looking at SMT every week and doing more studying for myself, more studying that I can relate above us sometimes or stuff I see that I can relate to the crew chief. Um, so I'm way more involved now than I've ever been. And it's just awesome. Like you can see what Danny and Michael are, are working towards and what they're building here is going to be something. If you know anything about Denny Hamlin, he doesn't do anything small ever. So like they, they're getting ready to build the Taj Mahal of race shops about 20 minutes away from here. Uh, it's just, you know, it's awesome to be on the ground floor and I hope, uh, no matter what, like I can stay around there for a while, Bubba too, but if not, I'll, I'll ship him out and I'll have to stay myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I guess this is a tough question then, uh, you know, l- further down the road now, you, you've been with Bubba forever. You know, you, you, you're the Bubba guy, you're, you're his eye in the sky, but now you've also been a part of, you know, being something with him from the ground up with this 2311 deal. So if for whatever reason there were a split, you know, because we all know how it works, it's a business, whether it's sponsors, you know, performance, whatever it may be, if Bubba and them split, are you now a Bubba guy still, or are you a 2311 guy? So again, it's, you know, you got to look out for yourself. I mean, you got to be loyal, but you can't be loyal to a fault. And, you know, if Bubba's going to leave here and go to Hendrick Motorsports and, they don't want to pay what I'm making now, then it's, you know, you got to look at it for yourself. Like I can't afford to go somewhere and take a $30,000 pay cut or something. You know what I mean? So it's like, it is what it is. And if I can, you know, if it works out perfect, yeah, we can, we, we had split up. We were, we were split up about, I don't know, the end of the KBM days, we were gone. Like I was going to spot for Trevor Bain at Roush and he didn't know what he was doing. It just so happened. Yeah. That he came. (laughs) 
<laughs> and he came he came to uh he came to Roush to run the Xfinity car. So we continued to work together. But like at that point it was I gotta go this way, you gotta go that way, and you know, best of luck. Hope we work together again. So if that were to come up again, it you know, same thing. We both gotta do what's best for each other. I understand that if he has to go somewhere else and if they already have a guy and they need, you know, he wants to keep him, it is what it is. I would hope that he would understand, like if he's going to run the fucking double zero next week and I have an opportunity to stay at the twenty-three. I'm staying at the 23. You know what I mean? So it's, it, it is what it is. I think we both understand it's, you know, it's, it's a business. Like you said, it's, you got to do what's best for yourself at times. I like that answer. Yeah. I mean, it, that was, that, I, that was a very well-crafted answer. I like that. Yeah. I mean, you you could have taken the easy route. Well, I don't know if it's easier to spot for the double zero, just leaders coming, <laughs> stay low or stay high. One of the two, but I mean, said, I'm, not, can, I'm not taking any less money. <laughs> no, that's Quinn Huff. Oh yeah. Might as well. I mean, you, you, <laughs> Yeah. You, you could what be make it a finish line this week. The fucking <laughs> wheel fell off of it. I mean, <laughs> Christ. Probably for the best. You, you probably could be texting him mid-race <laughs> pictures of your cut your beer cup stack <laughs> if you really needed to. So hey, I mean, not a bad gig. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh shit. One thing I did want to bring up from from Daytona was so obviously we had we had one night there where we were all kind of together, uh, maybe not mentally, but we we're oh, we we're. Yeah we were all very intoxicated um but we're, we're supposed to end up at a waffle house that's beside the point we didn't end up being there bobby timmons brought that up uh, in a group text a couple weeks ago because uh somehow you didn't show up to the waffle house i'm glad you didn't get lost because it seems like you're where you need to be right now um that's good but so the next I, night I got lost. <laughs> the, yeah I, got lost. I don't remember that so i'm assuming that, oh, that, that makes two of us yeah that makes two of us on the way from from the Waffle House back to our, or it might have even been Denny's to our Airbnb. He ended up in a wheelchair. It was terrific. It was probably like, good work. I, I've never seen someone so just not here, like just completely like <laughs> space cadet. And like he fell down at the perfect time and there just happened to be a wheelchair. It was unbelievable. Um, but one of the things I wanted to say was, so we were always, we went to New Smyrna and we'd come back, we'd regroup, like I said, and, and we'd go to the Airbnb or the not the Airbnb, we go to the oyster pub. Yeah, oysters. Right. and oyster. so I went to the Airbnb one time. The gaggle of idiots that we had went to the the oyster pub, and I was like, I'll be a little late. I had some things to do. Um, so eventually, I show up, and Charlie says, "Hey, I need the car." I'm like, okay. Well, I get out of the car. I <laughs> I had I had a I had a people to do. And so I showed up finally <laughs> and I had the car, right? That Charlie needed. So I get out of the car. I look and I see you standing about 10 feet behind the car and I get out and we had just hung out the whole night before. And I, and I thought we were the bestest of friends. So I'm like, Freddie, Hey, Freddie, what's going on, man. And you looked at me like I might've no, just landed. <laughs> like, yeah, where, is it, is it, uh, the oyster pub again. Yeah. Yeah. It was right outside the oyster pub. <laughs> it was, it was like, all right. I mean, I guess. And uh, it was funny. So I had, well, different kind of side story. I had sent you like a friend request after that night when we were sitting at Waffle House on Facebook, I guess, sent you a friend request. And somehow the next day was, I think it was Friday was the next day and you guys were practicing or something at Daytona. And we're watching like Bubba go around like Daytona on the TV. And, I'm looking, and it pops up and says, Freddie Kraft confirmed your friend request. And I'm like, 
Okay, shouldn't he be busy? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, isn't he doing something right now? Probably a single bar run, it was easy. I wasn't watching him. So, <laughs> but like, it was funny that, like, I guess the ending to that story was Charlie needed the car, and I walked into the Oyster Pub, started partying with all of our friends, and I had the keys to the car because it was one of them push to start deals. <laughs> and oh, luckily, yeah, I grabbed would have been real bad. My 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 drinks of choice was vodka Red Bulls because we were running on four hours of sleep, so I would just get two of them double fist. And I got to the table, sat down with all of our friends, and I was like shit called charlie i'm like whatever you do do not turn that car off <laughs> turn around and come back to the oyster pub and luckily he ended up answering the phone he wasn't too busy at the time and he was able to drive you know drive the car but yeah i was one thing you didn't necessarily recognize me the next night but we'll blame the alcohol for that one yeah things get a little foggy because usually when i get to the quote unquote oyster pub uh, <laughs> the clam shack if you will. I have been out for a while already or at the at the actual oyster pub for a while so but great food at the actual oyster oh, pub. the oyster pub is the best like it, like it's really good um we didn't go there until the very last night we were there oh really yeah we yeah, we went to the we went everywhere else yeah we went to the ballet every single night but yeah. <laughs> Oh. Oh the, the adult ballet. <laughs> You've been looking around for your wife. Right now. <laughs> it's, called, it's just called the uh, the last call. That's all it's called. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh-huh. it. That's what we call it. We're going to last call because it's always open like an hour later than everybody else. So it's, which is still well, like four a.m. <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. Yeah. And then, uh, and then maybe <laughs> Waffle House is open significantly later. I know that for a fact. Yeah, then you, then yeah. you go to bed at like seven, eight. Wake up at 11, do it all over again. Not only have we not financially recovered, I don't think my sleep schedule has recovered because we were going like the, the amount of vodka and Red Bull that like I put down the chute and then like food at 5 a.m. And then I was just expecting to fall asleep and get a good night's sleep. Just impossible. Yeah. Like 830 rolls around. My body's like, we're ready to go. And I'm like, all right, sweet. And we would just do it all over again. It was unbelievable. But I mean. Not only that, that that and the snowball derby probably ruined my sleep schedule for the rest of my life. I would uh, have to, I would have to. Oh, think. the derby was another just holy just disaster. Man. Where'd you go there? Florida, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never been there. See, Flavor. you know all the spots. You know, but I've never the been spots. there. I just know you got to go there. But uh, I've never been to yeah, me, me either. I've never been. Either. Never. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I've never been there. We we so what happens is we rent a house like four or five spotters get together and we rent a house on whatever Pensacola beach. So we kind of just go back and hang out there and drink at the house all the time. We know where I really venture out. So, uh, LaJoy was trying to get me to go there one night, but it was like, it's fucking a hike from where we're staying. I'm like, I'm not going, I'm staying over here. Fuck it. Oh, it was, it was a hike. It was a hike from where we were. We were, we were like an hour. (laughs) (laughs) and We still went. That that place is fucked though. Like, okay. You haven't been, but you walk in, and it's it's literally like six different bars like on top and there's a there's like six different scenes no matter where you're going it's it was very bizarre but I, it it doesn't suck we were there like four times we were with a kid that that I met one time at Dover in a gambling line um he will not be coming with us ever again uh i didn't know that he wasn't 21 and we walked in and he was like our dd and we walked in and they were like about to not let any of us in. And we're like, oh shit, like, no, you need to go. And he's like, you guys, you're just going to leave me here? And I'm like, yeah, enjoy yeah. the gift shop downstairs. We're going up to the bar. Like, <laughs> we are getting drunk. And then, I, so, I didn't even know that happened. I'm learning that right now as we right now. Yeah, I remember, No, I remember she had to like put an X on his hand and eventually oh, let him fucking yeah. go. So 
but it was funny because he was our driver. And so we like went there the whole entire hour long trip and it was just such, it was a blur then. And then on the blur back, we like, we went over this bridge and you would have, we honestly all looked at each other. Like this bridge was not built <laughs> when we came here the first time. And it was like, it was just such a weird, like weird things happened to us. And I think that's probably why people we, listen to this uh, shitty podcast. On the way back, we we're at a, we we're at an intersection and literally there was a life flight that had to land in the fucking intersection <laughs> yeah. to go to the hospital. We're like, that that doesn't happen that literally anybody else, like ever even one time and we're sitting in the car brad, brad just fucking threw up miller light all over the floor that's a good luck no, there's electronics down there it was no a big combination deal. of like we're just drunk it's like 3 a.m <laughs> just calm as can be a serious dead face like that doesn't happen to anybody else no like, what no. the fuck there's a helicopter in this hang on check up we got a helicopter landing here i gotta fucking yeah, that's out. that's fucking normal right <laughs> the reason why miller light just came out of my nose was because we're sitting at this red light that we have our our designated driver we have our friend joey parker and charlie and i and joey turns to the car just as everyone's completely silent goes Think they need any help? Fuck <laughs> 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 no. No, I think they're good. <laughs> uh, and I just, I just pictured us running across the intersection like, hey, hey, wait, nope. They've, they've they've <laughs> you I'm all right? <clears throat> Tylenol? Fucking uh, water? Then, anything? Yeah. Pedialyte? Uh, yeah. Oh, fuck. And then we we're at Daytona. We we're at, at Daytona, and, and we're coming back to uh, Five Flags. Or not Five Flags. Uh, what am I thinking of? what what track new smyrna new smyrna and and there's a there's literally if we had missed it by 30 seconds either way there's a dead body in the middle of that oh, i was there that night yeah. like, what what the what fuck is, is going this? on <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah oh, fuck. Somebody, so somebody's like hey, I, I forget i don't know if it was last year or the year before but they're like hey you know the guy that works the gate over there and i'm like yeah they're like oh he just got hit by a bus i'm like oh fuck like what what? And then somebody else is like, is he all right? I'm like, yeah, I'm sure he's fucking fine. He got hit by a fucking <laughs> like, Are you shitting me? Like, like, no, he's not okay. I don't think uh, he's going to make it. No, he was fine. He was walking around with a bell bicycle helmet on. He's good to go. He he's fucking, he's going to be on the day to day. He's going to be okay. It's actually funny. It's funny you say that. And it's funny, like Charlie says, we literally pulled up and had to park off the side of the road to walk to the track. We were so close. And as we were walking by, we walked by Derek Krause and his girlfriend, and he was like, dude, not good. And we're like, what are you talking about? And he's like, I just, I literally watched that happen, went to the middle of the road and like saw the whole thing. And I'm like, that's something that scars you for the rest of your life. Like, yeah. oh, it, it was a fresh accident when we had, that was a, it was like a bike wreck, right? Like, yeah, it was yeah. like a tricycle or like a trike deal that ass packed a minivan or I don't know, it was some shit like that. But, yeah, I was there for that one. Uh, yeah, we again, we just lead very weird, strange lives. Uh, I mean, we're talking to you right now, which that doesn't make any sense, really. No, at all. The, at the, all, the, really. If you know us a year ago, that you probably wouldn't have agreed to do this. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that makes the least amount of sense was when we first started this before we were actually recording, Charlie goes, I don't know if you've ever heard any of our shows. You're like, yeah, yeah. And Charlie's like, you don't have to lie to us. And then you you said you got all into us on the swing set from last you week's know, show. I, I, and you were like, like we're recording now. We can record it now. I was <laughs> fucked up two days ago or whatever it was. It was like Monday afternoon. I'm driving around doing shit around here. And I'm like, I'm listening to the show and fucking listening to this dumb, whatever dumb shit's coming out of Foster's mouth. <laughs> and I'm like, 
what the fuck is that noise? And it's like, like I'm like, is there a fucking cat in my truck? What the fuck is going on? And then I'm looking around, like I'm stopped at a light. I'm like, maybe the lady next to me is screaming about something. And then I fucking finally put it together. I'm like, it's the kids. The kids in the fucking background of the swing set are crying probably. because We, we were not joking when we said that we were literally on a play set at the racetrack. When I said we are high above the wood chips, yeah, we were literally about four feet up the top of the wood chips on the fucking playground. There were kids waiting in line on the stump to use the facility that we had made a recording studio. I didn't even know Sean could go near a swing set anymore. I thought there was fucking laws against that. I think it's only the state of Connecticut. I, <laughs> I think that that I knew it wasn't the first. I knew that wasn't the first time a kid cried when he saw Sean, but I didn't know what states we were talking about. <laughs> No, no, they, they waited their turn. They didn't know the passwords. So they had to wait till we left. Yeah, the, the password was key. Yeah. Or, well, that, the <laughs> password was Enos, I think, right? <laughs> yeah. Don't tell anybody. Right? <laughs> I, haven't, I, I wouldn't tell anybody. <clears throat> yeah, I was going nuts. I'm like, what the fuck is that noise? And there it is. That's what it was the whole time. It was a child trying to swing. Yeah, that, that was, and that was actually our, so those mics are tough because if we're not doing a Zoom call, we actually have like not a nice setup by any means. This table's broken for sure. This chair I'm sitting on is for sure broken. But like we actually can at least hear what each other is saying. There was shit that we were listening to on the way back home from the racetrack. And I didn't hear like half the shit Charlie said. There was half the shit like Sean said. So we're all dying laughing because we're talking over each other. Obviously, the kids are in the background. Like you just can't hear anything. That's how our show used to be until like middle of last year. We literally had USB mics. Every once in a while, it would come unplugged and you lose the whole thing. Yeah. Then you have to, then you lose three hours of content and you do the entire thing over again. It was yeah. great. Yeah. Well, like we talked about knowing you guys. So I like obviously we had never met until Daytona when I don't remember that either. But um, <laughs> but uh, like I would get DMs all the time because I was like always the short track guy on DBC. Like I would always talk about fucking short track racing. I just love it, whatever. So then I'd be like, "Have you heard this podcast before? Have you? It's like you got to get on here. These guys are just like you. They're fucking lunatics." And I was like, "Yeah, I'm sure I'm in." And then like I had met, I knew some people from up there, obviously Derek and them. So I was like, I knew of you guys a little bit. But the podcast has always been like just something I like to throw on if I have a fucking bad day and need to hear some ridiculousness <laughs> that may, that makes literally no sense to us though because we don't think that this is worth really <laughs> anything well you've got fans i can tell you that much people, <laughs> people people send out requests for me to listen or come on here so we finally made well, it, it we should we check that box for sure um, won't be the last i'm sure <laughs> so so kind of kind of diving back into the actual show we just fucking derailed this thing so hard <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously you're a short track guy. You, you grew up doing the, the modifieds and all that nonsense and all that cool shit. Um, but what is it that, you know, you, you got into the spotter gig. It's, it's we've, we've talked about, it's very unique. It's a very, you know, goalie type position within a race team. So, um, you know, for you, it's, it's maybe more of a paychecks for, compared to other positions, but what is it that, you know, what, why does Freddie Kraft continue to go to the racetrack other than pay your mortgage? Man, I, I just love racing, you know, and I, it like I tell this all the people all the time. Um, like if I could make what I make doing a fucking modified race, I'd be living in Long Island still doing modified races. You know what I mean? It, it is a paycheck, obviously. And and this, you know, 40 weekend season is a little bit of a drag at times. It gets run down. And you're like, fuck, we got 16 weeks in a row of this shit. Um, but, you know, it's still it's still your passion. You know, you still love it. You still run good. Like it, there's been times in my career when I'm spotting for three guys that I go to the racetrack knowing 
we have no fucking shot at running good. You know what I mean? Like none. And you're that, those are the times when it's like, this shit sucks. Like, but whatever, I'm paying my bills. There's worse things I could be. There's nowhere else in the world. I promise you I could work for three or four days a week and make what we make. So like you just, whatever. I, I don't want to say tough it out because it ain't fucking hard. It's just, you know, <laughs> sometimes me- mentally, maybe it's a little bit of a drain, but you know, it is what it is. And I love it. And, and I do it for the fact that then I can, I'm like, we're going to New Hampshire in a couple weeks. I get to fuck spot a modified race. I assume I don't have to hang out with us. Obviously. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I, I told Brad, we're going to maybe, maybe have one beer. I can probably have one. Maybe. Only no, no yeah. more though. Yeah, no, just I mean, we, we don't really, we don't alcohol that often. Yeah. We're, we're churchgoers over here. Yeah. Uh, I was like, I was, I was like, I'm going to stop by. And he sent me a picture of some fucking ridiculous compound. I'm like, yeah, this is, this sounds like a disaster right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. going to be a clusterfuck. I promise. <laughs> yeah. We, we, uh, well, so the kid, Joey Parker, that turned around and asked if, if med, med flight, life flight, whatever needed our help is the kid that throw, like puts on that party, or at least he did two years ago. So I sent, I had, for those who obviously are listening and not don't know what I said, Freddie, it was that video from Joey Parker, and he he said that he might need a place to sleep. So <laughs> I think we might have a beer. Or said, if, that's what it, if that's what it looks like, I'm gonna need a bed. So yeah. just plan on that. Yeah. It's that's what that's why we're just gonna bring a camper and then that we're there. Like we we did it. We we're already home for the night. Yeah, we can't fuck that up. Oh, well, we might. I don't know. I we, might sleep on the roof somehow. I don't know. <laughs> we paid we'll, we'll see what happens. Okay, yeah. Brad's gonna sleep in the wet water again. It's gonna be a disaster. Actually, <laughs> yeah. actually, I would not be shocked. Not thinking about it now, I would not be shocked if we go out of our way to set this whole party up. The 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 black flag banger, BFP banger, whatever you want to call it. Have a camper there. Probably a nice little rig. The, a, a perfect place to sleep. And have it be the one time where we just don't ever even sleep in the camper. That, that would be the one night that that happens in our lives. That we just end up face down on the ground. It tits up in the woods. I don't know. It, that that would be the night that that happens. Well, I know, like I know for a fact I'm going to bring my floaties and my snorkel just in case. Because uh, <laughs> water is wet. And I don't know if I can swim after one or two beers. So I'm uh, going to have to give that a shot, but there would be, that would definitely be uh, us. I, I was given a call earlier. We have, we have a manager and a lawyer kind of, I don't know what their actual titles are, but basically they're setting up the camper for us. There are handlers. Yeah, <laughs> they are. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I got a call earlier uh, and was just told like, Hey, tomorrow uh, we're going to have the camper booked. Uh, can you just promise me one thing? And I was like, yeah, yeah, what? And they're like, don't blow up the camper. And I was like, I can't promise you. I can't. I was like, I promise you that we won't blow up the camper, <laughs> Charlie and I. I can't promise you someone else won't blow up the camper. And he's like, All right, that's good enough. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, well, I mean, you got us too. It's you know, and and now we have a big ass banner to slap on the side of it, which we got for free, courtesy of the graphics cube. Shout out to them. I don't. I we lit. I literally sent them a text message. Said, Hey, we're having a big party at Loud, and we need a banner. And the next time Charlie showed back up to the house, there was a banner that is it's way, way huge. taller than I am, probably twice and or longer, I guess. And just, I don't, it costs them money. Let's just say that. And it costs us nothing. So we're going to slap it on the side of the camper and see if someone wants to blow it up. So um, hopefully they don't. Uh, we'd probably lose our life if I had to guess. Um, I don't know if a snorkel or floaties will help, but I'm sure it'll be a good time. So basically, it sounds like Freddie Kraft will be at the BFP banger at Loudest. Is that where we're can we can we lock that in? Can we confirm that? 
Uh, yeah, I'll, yeah. I can, if I nod, can I just nod so we don't hear this on uh, on the air? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. yeah that's gonna make the fucking difference. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when are you getting there? <laughs> Thursday night, hopefully. Not this Thursday. But <laughs> yeah. When it happens, <laughs> hopefully tomorrow. Yeah. Um, oh. No, I'll be there. I'll I'll I'll, I'll dabble. Through. You'll dabble in a banger. I'll dabble, I'll dabble for. We'll, we'll, keep it, we'll keep it off the airwaves. We'll be sure to bleep that whole last bunch of sound out. And then we'll also get a, we'll, we'll get a poster made up from uh, courtesy of any racing news uh, that we'll just say the guests that are uh, scheduled to appear. Uh, that won't be noticeable or anything. People have no idea you're going to yeah, be there, no. but uh, yeah, we, I know we, we won't put you on blast or anything. <laughs> Loosely I figured out or not, but I really don't give a shit. About yeah. that. <laughs> well, you, you work for yourself. So fuck them. Yeah. That's the way I look at it. <laughs> loosely confirmed freddie craft uh noah gregson and ryan freeze will all be in attendance so that'll yes. be on a banner or a poster somewhere and it'll draw no attention no so. not at all yeah no. it won't be on any posts it, it'll in not. fine print it'll say for one beer that's what it'll say only, one and only one yeah. two. put two i'll have two the first and the oh, last. Right. okay now you're getting aggressive yeah two <laughs> leads to three and then three leads to 30. Three leads to strippers' asses. <laughs> it's, it's a whole thing. It's just, it's a thing. Yeah, not that I can confirm. That's a thing for Charlie. He loves himself an adult ballet. Well. <laughs> Way more than anyone I've ever met before. And it's weird. Like, honestly, you would think that as much time as I spend at the Oyster Pub in Arizona, <laughs> that's like the only one I ever go to, ever. Like, uh-huh. it, it's uh-huh. amazing. Like, like, I'll go there every fucking night, and then I won't go to another one for the rest of the year. So... It is what it is, but it's uh, it's still a fun place. It's uh, Daytona's a uh, animal office. Are you going back? Are you coming back in fucking whenever we race? Yeah, we've decided that we're never not going back. I don't know if I'm gonna go back for the amount of time that I did because I went from Friday through the weekend through the whole next week till like Wednesday of the week after, and I don't necessarily. I literally have three days of vacation time left right now for the rest of the year, and the snowball derby is in December. So I don't know if I should next year. Maybe I should budget my time off a little bit better. Uh, maybe go like I don't know Tuesday to Monday or something like that, and just make that work. But uh, my bank account would probably thank me. Discover card would be all upset. But uh, yeah, I maxed out my credit or my debit card on Tuesday of last year. Again, I showed up Friday. Uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Yep. And um, I had to go to the credit card. So that was a fun trip. Um, yeah, I ended up financing a lot of other people's lap dances at the Oyster Pub. <laughs> <laughs> so a funny story about the Oyster Pub. So we had clients and for one of our one of our other jobs is like kind of like entertain people when they come like sponsors and shit. So these two girls were like, hey, we want a lap dance. We've never had one. So I was like, I'm these are I'm working for you at this point. So I'm hey, whatever here you go. So we'll send them back there and they're fucking gone forever. And I'm like, oh, God. I'm like, what? Uh? So I go back there and I'm like, they're talking to the girl about fucking beauty tips and how she could, how did she shave without getting razor bumps? And I'm like, what the fuck are you guys doing? And I'm like, they're like, oh, just hanging out. I'm like, just hanging out. I'm like, oh, the girl, I'm like, what, 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 where are we at here? She's like, like 350. I'm like, okay, great. So the girls are like, what does she mean? And I'm like, she means you owe her 350 fucking dollars. And she's like, no, we paid 20 on the way in. I'm like, yeah, that's not how this works. Like, yeah. <laughs> like it's the wristband. You get in here. Now when you get in here, it's a whole nother fucking story. And they're like, oh, we got to go. I'm like, yeah, no shit. Get the fuck out of here. 
<laughs> oh, that was a that was an interesting expense report that I had to send in for that one. But uh, yeah. <laughs> there was there was a time I don't I, I got a prime rib. I, <laughs> that was a shitload of oysters. <laughs> that was uh, a shitload of oysters. That's definitely the title. Of the <laughs> that's show. the title of the show. <laughs> there was one. There was I I hate. I don't like strip clubs because like, yeah. I don't, I like, I just like alcohol and everyone else likes oysters. So I, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm fine with going to oyster, the oyster pub, but like, <laughs> I will never buy myself oysters, you know, like I, <laughs> but the, every time I <laughs> interact with an oyster, I'm always sitting there like, where are your parents? <laughs> and uh, their last... head's buried in the sand, too. <laughs> I need to know what's going on. So we're like the second to last night we're there, our friend, uh, our, our friend's dad, Doug, or our friend, Doug, one of the two. Um, yeah, same thing. He bought me an oyster. He, he will be listening as, as yeah. Taylor, the friend. He, he bought me an oyster, let's just say. And I didn't want to like I've never brought this up, but I, I hate. Oysters, oysters. <laughs> like I don't. I just I think that they're does, weird. Does that mean that you? No. So we went it and we sat down. Like, did, I, did you take that the way that I took that? <laughs> I sat down with my oyster. Thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> I sat down with my Bradley oyster. likes bananas. Or an eggplant, maybe. No, no, no. I just I had my own oysters back at the Airbnb, <laughs> and I wasn't hungry anymore. <laughs> so, so I was. <laughs> I had oysters purchased for me, and when the minute we sat down on the lovely couch, um, the casting couch, if you yeah, will. I had my oysters, and the oysters started being like, "What are you? What are you doing down here?" And I was like, "We have this podcast." And then the whole entire time I was with my oyster, <laughs> it was telling me about how we should better market our podcast. Oh, and I was like, "I this is great." This. I'm like, this is fantastic because now I'm getting business tips from an oyster. I'm shit faced and I don't have to do the whole like nice to meet you thing <laughs> and act like I'm enjoying myself, even though I'm questioning what's crawling on me and where your parents are. So like what I'm getting at is I'm just not a big seafood guy. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's allergic <wow>. to shellfish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you see what i'm getting at is next time i'm at the oyster pub i'm just good with the vodka red no, 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 i don't need anything else he, he likes the ocean just not the contents <laughs> he likes going to the beach but he doesn't like swimming he's he's not going to water. <laughs> you know that water is wet so um, it's salty <laughs> weirdly enough oh man oh well, oh man remember <laughs> Remember uh, what we were talking we about talking racing? About? <laughs> Who knows? This is a racing podcast. No, it's not. No, it's not. Oh, no. Uh, no, we just like... <laughs> yeah. oh, Every God. time I go to the graphics group to pick up any sort of uh, merchandise for us, they're always... Uh, the, the guy, Steve, that owns the place, he's always like, when are you guys going to talk about racing again? And I'm like, I hope never. Like, <laughs> we're, we're, I know, we, we'll go to the racetrack for sure. We'll support the hell out of a local short track, but we're... The things that happen to us and the stories that we have are way better, and they happen. don't usually include the racing. You know, yeah, they're there because we went to the races. Yeah, yeah. that's that's yeah. that's that's how we try to get people to Thank go. It's like, story promise, the racetrack. <laughs> I promise that a helicopter landing at an intersection isn't even the weirdest thing that's happened to us. Like, 
No. That's how you get people to the racetrack, unfortunately. I mean, yeah. It, guaranteed if you show up to Stafford or Thompson when they're having a weekend deal, there's some, you're going to have a story to tell. We just have a microphone that we put it in front of. So, yeah. you know. Hey, fun to have fun. It is. Yeah. It's definitely fun to have fun. Yeah. The, like water is wet, right? Water is wet. <laughs> Uh, we're just going with all the basic analogies that aren't actually analogies yeah yeah just repeating ourselves well well yeah is is that it i don't i don't know that can't be it is it i feel like i don't know well thank you for letting us waste your time (laughs) my favorite (laughs) this this a day off is this this your day off it's wednesday uh yeah i didn't do shit today yep (laughs) (laughs) i I was here all day uh yeah wednesday's my only day where i don't do nothing so so we're i mean obviously everybody can google it and see where nascar's at but where in the world will freddie craft be this weekend coming out i will unfortunately be at the shithole known as pocono international raceway you don't like a pocono i hate it (laughs) why do we hate a pocono just it's just the worst place to spot the racing is boring i don't know it sucks (laughs) i am going to uh mahoning valley though saturday night so that'll be fun watch austin beers race there's a modified race there or i don't know like a weekly modified race but so that'll be a little i used to, it sucks because when they went to this double header bullshit i used to go to riverhead at like when it was split weekends i would we would run probably like a truck race at like noon or one o'clock on saturday then i would haul ass to riverhead and get there by i don't know five six o'clock watch the riverhead show probably drink too much stay somewhere there and then drive back to pocono in the morning for the cup race but now that they got these fucking double headers, the, the cup race don't start till three o'clock and it's not over till seven. So I'd miss it. So I guess I'll just go to Mahoning Valley, but sucks. I, I, my favorite part about Riverhead, aside from <clears throat> the fact that we had to take a boat to get there. Um, if, if you miss turn two, you land in the Christmas tree shop. <laughs> that's a, uh, that's, 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 I've never seen that before. You're in the parking lot of the mall yeah. <laughs> across from the backstretch there. That, There's that's a lot of shit. There's a lot. Of, we, I'm going, you should, you guys should come. I'm going to Riverhead. Uh, I don't know, like the last weekend in July. So if you can get nothing going on, come to Riverhead and we'll, we'll, uh, we can have a shit show there. We uh, might, we might be able to dabble in that. Yeah. I think it's like the July 31st, maybe, or something like that. So. Okay. But it's just an, our second off weekend, and my sister's getting married. So, unbeknownst to her, I'm going up there to go to her wedding. And then <laughs> go to the racetrack. <laughs> like we all went to the oyster pub. Yep. <laughs> the oyster pub. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, yeah, it was an interesting, interesting little place. I, I don't. I feel like we drove past it the first time, so you weren't really sure where we were going. It, and... it, do, it doesn't look like a racetrack belongs there. Really. No, so you're driving down like a mall, and all of a sudden there's a racetrack. Yeah, it, it's literally like driving down, like you said, like where the mall is here, and there's just a racetrack across the street. Yeah, giant very, very bizarre. And a, and a huge Indian waving at you. Yeah. That, yeah. How, <laughs> how is nobody pissed about that yet? In high school, I used to be a redskin, and I had to graduate as a, the Red Storm, which I assume is a period of some sort. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I, that had to change for some reason. And, and there's a giant-ass wooden Indian sitting out in front of the racetrack next to the christmas tree shop and everybody think that that that's all right still been there forever like i don't know why i've I've been around forever too but (laughs) that had to change for no reason i don't i have no idea huh couldn't tell you you gonna watch the islanders uh lose tonight i hope they get their asses fucking kicked Oh, you're not an Islanders guy? I'm a Rangers guy. I hate the fucking Islanders. I don't know that that's a better answer. That is definitely a better answer. I I, I mean, 
you, Bruins, Penguins, we both aren't even in it Penguins. anymore. How you end up a Penguins fan? So I actually, the first time I ever I ever watched hockey, my my parents don't sport like never once. Like, never the fucking Penguins won the cup or something. No, so the 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 first time I ever watched hockey on TV was just an NBC broadcast game, and it was against the Bruins. Actually, I didn't know my Lester ups when it came to hockey. I didn't fucking know what was going on. So. I was watching, and then all of a sudden, Crosby fought Andrew Ference, and it was actually the only fight in his career, I think, that he actually threw punches. But uh, he was like throwing punches, like uppercuts and shit. And I'm like, that you cannot do that. I I don't think you're allowed to do that. I was like 10, and I'm like, I've never I watched baseball up until then and NASCAR, and like every once in a while, maybe you see a punch on pit road, but not really like an Alexander Semin fucking overhand. Yeah. But like, <laughs> uh, I was like, I, I know I, I was like, that's incredible. I don't know how he just did that, how he's getting away with it. And then ever since I've just been like, Oh, penguins are my team. Anytime anyone asks. And then like, I never watched football. So every time people would ask me, I'm like Steelers. And they're like, why? And I'm like, cause I like the penguins. Like, I don't fucking know. So then I became a Steelers fan. So, but yeah, we Great fucking story. What a fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And we can all, all three, I don't know what Charlie thinks of the Islanders, but I, we, at least you and I can bond over, I just hate the Islanders. I don't know if I hate the Islanders more than I just hate their fans. Like, I just. Same. I can't stand. <laughs> I hate them all. I hate the Islanders and their fans. Fuck them all. Yeah. So, so you would drive to Madison Square Garden instead of going to the Coliseum? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Well, first of all, the, the easiest thing was you had to drive to the Coliseum. You could take the fucking train to the garden That's and get shit-faced the whole time. You don't have to worry about driving. So that was way easier, way better. Uh, but, yeah, no, fuck the Islanders. My dad – so what happened was my dad – so I was born in, like, 82, right in the middle of the fucking Islander Stanley Cup run or whatever. When they did this. my dad trained me that, like, the Islanders came around, they won four cups, and every fucking fan that's now – every Islander fan is a bandwagon fan because they just jumped right on the bandwagon when they won a cup, and that's it. So now – and the Rangers sucked forever. So if you were a real fan, you were a Ranger fan because you, you they sucked and you had you really had to show that you really loved the fucking shitty team. So, but yeah, so that's how I ended up a Ranger fan. But yeah, fuck the Islanders. Tickets were so outrageously expensive. Like they pretty much still are in Boston that I had family on Long Island. So I would just go down there when I was in middle school and I would always plan the Penguins were in town. I would go and watch the Penguins play and then any other team in the league was playing, you know, the next night, two nights later, whatever. And we would just stay for like a weekend. I'd catch two games for like 10 bucks and fucking send myself back home. I'd, I'd give my dad money for gas, some of my lawn mowing expense. And it would, it would be way, I would still save hundreds and hundreds of dollars from going to the TD garden. <laughs> it's great. We go down here all the time. It's, it's a little different now that pretty decent, but when the Rangers were coming here to play like the hurricanes, we would go up there and it'd be fucking just Ranger jerseys everywhere. And I'd talk to some people and they're like, we could fly here, sit on the glass, stay for the weekend and be, a thousand dollars cheaper than going to fucking watch the garden the game in the garden. It's it's so funny that you said that because when I was going to school in Ohio, I would go to Blue Jackets games all the time. My, I was a big Bruins fan, and my buddy Scott, he was a big Devils fan. So we would always plan it where we would just go to Columbus for either you know against Boston or New Jersey, just like Brad was saying. And we would go to the Bruins games, and the entire crowd is black and gold, and we're like. What the fuck is this? It turned into a goddamn home game in Columbus, and it doesn't make any sense because the Columbus would score, and nobody gave a shit. The cannon would go off, and then the Bruins would score, and the crowd goes wild. It was like it was so so weird. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, hockey's great though. I love uh, racing and hockey. Are the only two things I really care about in life. Yeah. And hopefully, by the time people are listening to this, this doesn't even make sense to them because the Islanders are on the golf course where I am. Hopefully tonight. It's yeah. over. I'm just pissed that it's going to end up probably being the Canadians now. I wanted Vegas to go, but whatever. That is what it is. Lightning will win. 
anyways. So I guess I do have a question. You you said you did drive a little bit, right? A little did, bit. It just no interest, none. I would. I so I was. I called up Eddie Partridge, who owns Riverhead Raceway now, and uh, I said, "Listen, I'm coming the 31st." And I looked at the schedule, and there's no figure eights because my dad owns like fucking half the division now. He has like six cars out of the oh, twelve. Dad, Dad's still all in. Oh, he's still. Oh, he's like the fucking head official, and then owns all the figure eight cars. So I don't know how he fuck. He's like he's like Tapley's right hand man when Tapley's not there. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, I was looking at the schedule, and the, like the week I'm going, the figure eights aren't racing. I was like, Eddie, if you fucking put a figure eight race on, I'll race. And he's like, I don't know, we'll see. But I, I don't know. I still go back. When I went back, they fucking conned me like two years ago. I went back, and they're like, Hey, you want to run a school bus? And I'm like, fuck yeah, because they had school bus figure eight races. So I'm like, yeah, fuck, I'm in, whatever. Let's go over on a school bus. So we, they're like, all right, well, the driver's meeting is going to be in an hour. Like, meet us up at the blackboard. I was like, okay. So I go up there, and they're fucking, they're like, okay, here, the only rule is don't knock the nose off this thing because we've got another another one of these coming up in a couple of weeks, and we don't want to fucking wreck all the buses. And I'm like, fuck, we're racing, all right? I mean, what are we going to do knock the fucking nose off? I mean, is this like a really a dangerous sport or something? They're like, Oh no, this is a demolition derby. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, we're I thought this was a fucking race. They're like, no, no, this we're having a school bus demo. I'm like, oh shit. And I'm like, I can't back out now. Like, what the fuck? I'm like, all right, fuck it, let's have a demo then. And that was my I participated in my first school bus demolition derby. And my wife was really happy with me. My sister wouldn't stop crying. It was it was great. I only almost flipped over one time, so that was fun. Well, I'm sure by now they're over it, right? Oh yeah. They got over it quick. The worst part about it was like I had one buddy in the race and I like I'm like lined up. I'm like, I'm gonna fucking wear him out. So like I look over my shoulder, I see him, he's by himself. I'm like, oh yeah, fucking put this thing in reverse, stand on it. I'm flying across the fucking figure eight course of Riverhead. And I'm right as I get to him, out of nowhere, like a blindside block, some guy T-bones me. I about flip the fuck over. I'm like, <laughs> okay, this is I've had enough of this bullshit for now. Like, I'm done. I don't remember my name. It's probably not a good sign. Uh was it, the, was it alcohol or was it head trauma <laughs> or both? Probably both. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember exactly, but I'm sure I needed a couple of beers to work up the courage to get in this thing. So yeah. I'm oh. sure it was a little bit of each. I was going to say, when you think of racing a figure eight, maybe, maybe you're sober, but then when you find out it's a demolition derby, it's, it's all in then. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. You're so, just trying to numb the pain that you know is coming. Yeah. So no intentions other than maybe the 31st to get in something just – just absolutely gnarly like a figure eight car for no yeah, like I, I would only that's probably all i'd ever do again I, I don't know that's all i ever did so i would maybe once in a while but i just i did it when i was like 15 and 16 years old and then just i'd rather be out drinking with my buddies not that drinking's legal at 16 but i might have done it a couple times yeah. uh so i'd rather be hanging out and she had a time so my, my dad got pissed at me because i wasn't doing their shit right so then he's like well fuck you don't want to drive anymore you don't drive so like i never feel like i really actually tried real hard so i'd like to go back and do it a couple times but it is what it is i don't need to do it It, it'll be fun to do it once in a while that's fair that's weird i also discovered drinking one time yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, now i just get a gaggle of people together and we just drink in the grandstands and watch race cars so it's a good time oh yeah yeah do you have any questions no i think that's good do you have any questions for us (laughs) no fuck no (laughs) you i've got enough weird shit out of youtube for now (laughs) <laughs> yeah we'll wait for that. I'll, I'll thank my next question for the next time fair enough so there will be a next time we will have freddie Kraft back on the black flag podcast 100 percent. cool beans well yeah. we appreciate it uh you know thanks for coming on thanks for letting us waste your time here tonight on a wednesday 
Uh, it's been very cool. I think people know Freddie Kraft may have been a little bit better than they did however long it's been ago. Uh, so thank you for coming on. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll do it again sometime. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'll see you boys in New Hampshire. And Bart. Right. See you there. Race car, race car. Here we go, race car.